do you like it? This is yours? Yep. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it sure is, huh? Oh, my God. All right, here you go. You want me to drive? Hey, it's the 80s. <laughs> All right. All right, now to start... Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one incredible minute at a time. I'm Robin, and this week, uh, unfortunately, Matt is away on assignment. Uh, but joining us today, uh, first from Joe versus Minute, is Jarf Harden. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. And uh, returning from Five Minutes of Mystery is Dave Palace. Welcome. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here, and I, I'm so happy to see to, to see Danny and Allie on uh, you know driving the car today. I'm so happy. <laughs> this is minute 106 of the Karate Kid. It begins with Allie taking the banana boat for a ride, and ends with Miyagi's lies. <laughs> Uh, we pick up where we left off on Friday. Uh, Daniel and Allie have made up yes. and made out. <laughs> yes! 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 Dave is super uh, excited about this. Yeah, in the in the pre-show, Dave was talking uh, how we just watched this. And uh, you want to give your uh, quick reactions, Dave? <laughs> I mean, like, okay. Like, yeah, cards on the table, audience. I mean, I, got, I, went, to, I went to a local brewery. I had to make me a 32-ounce can. <laughs> and so I'm watching and I'm drinking and I'm watching. I'm just, I'm having the time of my life watching this today. And <laughs> I, I, I knew, you know, going with like your classic, like, you know, romance thing where it's like they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. And, you know, and I was like, I think they, they make up right before the tournament. I'm pretty sure that happens. And uh, yeah, just, you know, when then I wasn't sure they're going to kiss and then they kiss. I just, I just, yes, I just, I, I just, I was, yes, I was, I'm in, like, I'm so happy. Like I'm so happy that like like Allie and Danny they 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 mended their ways you know they're 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 little tiff I'm happy yeah. and then they, they go right into like this where it's like he's sharing this 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 great gift that Mr Miyagi just gave him he's sharing it with Allie and I was like I was like I was having an emotional happy emotional breakdown I was like I was just so happy to like I don't know I guess maybe just like I'm just I don't know I haven't seen a good like on screen like teenage couple in a while with like teenage movies. So yeah. just watching this classic was just like, oh, it was like such a good feeling, such a good vibe. And, uh, you know, Daniel mentions to uh, his Fairweather friends on the beach at the beginning how, like, you know, they kind of, you know, get on his case for not having any moves. He's like, oh, no, you know, back in Jersey, we got moves, we got moves. And then we see here, see with that kiss, I mean, it's like a it's like a sweet kiss at first, and then all of a sudden his tongue is like basically oh down god. in her lungs. Oh my god, right? That's what it is. It's crazy. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's cute. Whoa, oh, man. Oh man, I never had the stones to do that. <laughs> and, and that's crap. her first kiss, as far as we know in the movie. It's her their first kiss. So Allie, there's a there's a little preview. <laughs> and now but, I keep it because of freaking Cobra Kai, like and, and our recent developments and information we have for the latest season. It's so crazy to like, you know, see those characters then, and then we got back to the thirty years earlier and be like, this is their that you know, like you know, it's just so funny to watch Danny's wife and Allie like talk crap about Danny and Johnny right in front of them, and then you cut back to thirty years to see like their first kiss. It's like ah. And also, you know, the we were talking last week how, uh, you know, the 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 uh, things that we find out in Cobra Kai from Allie about how, 
you know, they broke up because he had some sort of like stupid jealousy that was all in his head. Uh, and it whole, totally ruined their relationship. Well, you could see it. You could see it percolating in, in the whole scene where he's, you know, trying to apologize to her, but totally pretty much blaming her for the whole the whole thing. The whole reason why they weren't uh, together, you know, the the whole kiss with Johnny where he wasn't he didn't have the whole story. He just thought, oh, she's using me, you know, <laughs> but uh, so we are here in the parking lot post makeout <laughs> and now Daniel is showing Allie his second birthday present for Mr. Miyagi which is the 1947 Ford Super Deluxe. Uh general impressions on this car? It's a sweet car and I I appreciate that now we as the audience we're getting the full payoff of him getting this car as a birthday present mm-hmm. from Mr. Miyagi. It's, uh, it's because now now he gets to show it off on his date now, and um, it, it's it's a sweet looking car. Uh, and the thing that I found odd is that he then asks her to drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, wow. We're I have so much about that. Uh, l- let's just backtrack just a little tiny bit, though. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, uh my my first uh, bit of trivia though is the uh, the pavement being wet and and uh, and you guys know that's a whole old film trick that they use. It's no, cold. I don't. It's just it's bouncing light to make it shiny. Yeah, it's called the wet down. Well, at least one person and one film guy on a on a forum called it that. I don't know. If that's an official phrase. I'll yeah, give you a wet down. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it looks good on camera, and also like water uh, diffuses any sort of. Uh, uh, reflections from light and any sort of shadows that cameras and lighting gear might have on the pavement. Hmm, okay. And I guess dry pavement looks bright and overexposed. So they, they, so many, especially in, in nighttime scenes, the, the pavement's always wet down. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know what? I think I might remember an actual dry pavement scene. I think, don't quote hmm. me on this, but I really think, I think it's the, I think it's the nihilists trying to fight Lebowski. In the big Lebowski near the mm-hmm. end, when they're outside and the car's on fire, I think that pavement's dry and it's like cracked and stuff outside the bowling alley. But don't quote me on it. I got this feeling of like it looking very just dry and hot outside. Yeah, that might have been what the Cohen brothers were going for, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, so the two lovebirds run, run around the car and. Allie, Allie is just so excited by the car. And like my note here is like, Allie's a car girl. Like, <laughs> you remember how delighted she was to meet her, to see her friend's new car during the first date that Daniel and her were on? She, you know, and then she like, um, you know, she's, she's so excited about, uh, it was just some guy in a sports car. I forgot what his name was, but uh, Daniel definitely felt a, a bit insecure. And now, and now he's got the sweet car, you know. But the funny thing is, during the whole scene in the arcade, Allie is like scoffing at Daniel uh, about having a license and having a car. Like she says, "You expect me to do cartwheels?" And I was just saying, if I'm just thinking, like if Daniel was paying attention to how excited she was about her friend's new car, uh, he probably thought she was going to do some cartwheels over this, and she does. <laughs> well, not literal cartwheels, but 
she was really excited. Yeah, but obviously, like that she wouldn't was... be safe to do literal cartwheels with the uh, with the pavement all slick like that. Oh God, no, no, don't. Yeah, but like, um, I mean, yeah, it really came down to is that like you know, once again another miscommunication that we get a lot of in in Cobra mm-hmm. Kai later. But it's that, you know, he didn't understand that she did not want, I mean, like, and look, I know you're going to bring this up, so I won't, I'll wait till you bring it up. But it's like Johnny and her, you know, he kind of forced her to have this dance to force her into this conversation. And they kind of forced his kiss on her. Meanwhile, you know, Danny being the wrong place, the wrong time in the, in the kitchen sees it and sees the wrong impression. So she's mad that like, you know, she's trying to show Dan, no, I'm over Johnny. And you think I'm into Johnny. I'm over him, and like I, I need you to understand that you know, trust me. So yeah, he could have said like I got a, I got a straight up like you know Lamborghini outside with gold wing <laughs> doors, and she would have been like big whoop. Yeah, right. It wouldn't matter what he said. It was just that she needed to, him to understand that he trusts her and that he is a jerk for not believing her. And they do over at the. I mean, then again, she was kind of ogling those guys coming down the water slide. And I can't blame her. I get there's a bunch of guys. In, like, bathing suits. You saw that? Yeah, she was looking at those guys in bathing suits. I can't. Yeah, I can't blame her. She's a girl in the set in the eighties. You know, she wants to see the guys in the swim shorts. Let's let's you know let's let's not take her to trial over that. I mean, she's a teenager. She's a teenage girl. She's got yeah. to take a, yeah, she wants to get a look, God bless her, you know? So, or but no. he goes over, though, and he gets her attention. He says, I'm a jerk. You know, and I'm sure you've already covered this. But he's, you know, I'm a jerk and everything, and they make up, make out, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he goes, I want to do one step further. Not just you watch me drive. I'm going to let you drive. I trust you right. to, to drive this car that I was just gifted. I trust you, Allie. And I I, I put that much faith and trust in you and, and, and our, our, our new relationship that I will let you drive and you have the fun and I'll watch you have the fun. What's really funny is that she's like, you want me to drive? And he's like, Hey, it's the eighties. It's the eighties. Thank God. It's the eighties. Women are allowed to drive now. I mean, Ladies, I, you're welcome. <laughs> I did a, uh, I did a deep dive uh, because I was like, wait a second. What does he mean? It's the eighties. Like, uh, <laughs> So, so I'm like, when did I, you know, I'm like, hello, Mr. Google, when did women actually get the right to drive? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it, it turns out they've always had the right to, right to drive. <laughs> Dave, you're coming off as Robert De Niro in Cape Fear in a movie theater. I'm just saying. Happy to be here. So yeah, driver's license for licenses were introduced in 1910 and uh they were never blocked from women in fact uh, a woman was issued a license 10 years earlier than license were even introduced for uh a steam engineer's license given to Anne rainford french in 1900 i found an article that said she had to keep her hat in her lap to keep it from flying off when it hit upwards to nine miles an hour. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Was that in uh, a steam engine you're saying? Like a, it is a steam powered car, not oh, an actual whoa. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant like a locomotive. Yeah, <laughs> I thought at first. I was like, that's a little slow for even a locomotive, nine miles. <laughs> Then we have the case of uh, Luella Bates. Uh, she was the first female employee of Four Wheel Drive Auto Company that was uh, chosen as a demonstration driver, and she did this from 1918 to 1922. And the reason why 
is because they wanted to show to their male buyers that their truck was so easy to steer that even a woman could do it. Oh, they do that old trick. That old little <laughs> women, am I right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I see the line as the classic, though. I see. It, I mean, I see it as like the classic. It's the current year, ma'am. You know. Yeah. Meme. But uh, right. God, 1984. What a what a year to watch movies. God. <laughs> There was a study done by uh, uh, University of West Westminster saying that male drivers have twice as many fatal accidents in cars, four times as many in trucks, and 12 times as many on motorcycles. Ask any insurance company. Males are more prone to risky behavior, speeding, driving under the influence, and generally just driving around wherever they want without a seatbelt. <laughs> and I'm just saying, the just to, just to push my point home, that the stereotype should probably be erased. Uh, except for my wife. She, she scares me. So it's just, just saying doesn't apply to her. Um, I mean, so I man, the, when I, I was I, behind the wheel as a teenager, yeah. I, I was so careless. <laughs> really? we, we used to, we used to play a game where someone would hold on to the roof of the car and we would drive around the like, dirt roads as fast as we could. Yeah. George, I'm like just, flying. I'm just... Jarv, I honestly, God, God, I don't believe you. Like, I just, you just seem such a mild, mild-mannered person that, like, I don't believe that you'd be like, we're taking this baby on a dirt road. And I, just, <laughs> I see you well, like, guys, I'm guys, we're going to go man. 30, and we're going to go down the highway, and we'll get ice cream later. <laughs> now, Dave, I totally see you as a person who would ghost drive. <laughs> you Dude. wish, man. Now, I, I, you. You would no nah, man. I was I was like of all the of all the guys of all in the groups. They always said Dave was the safest driver, and oh, like okay. and I got in an accident. But the only what, the problem was that like the only reason I got in the accident was like a minivan was in the left lane taking an illegal U turn where it says do not take U turns, and so I stopped. But the car behind me was like an older Buick uh, and just like yeah. pushed my pushed my Malibu under that um, minivan. So it's like old Buick. Old minivan and like my '97 uh, Malibu underneath. So my Malibu, like, thank God no one got hurt. But like my Malibu took the hits on both ends from that minivan and from that Buick. So it, it totaled me. Oh, but like man. outside of that, man, I'm just like, and that was the weekend that the girl I was seeing broke up with me, and she did the next night, and uh, the night uh, 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 Public Enemies came out. So I saw Public Enemies Friday night. My car got totaled. And then the girl called me. I wanted to see Public Enemies. I saw saw it with her, and then she broke up with me. And I've only seen Public Enemies two times. I can't oh risk it a God. third time. I just can't do it. <laughs> I got into an accident. Uh, I was uh, driving my uh, Ford Thunderbird uh, after watching the entire Alien quadrilogy at a friend's house. Oh I was up so late. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, I don't know what the heck I was like driving. And then all of a sudden I, I was uh, spinning around the road. It turns out I fell asleep as I was oh. going through the red light Holy <laughs> shit. And a truck, a truck like nailed my rear fender and just spun my ass right around. Holy Luckily uh, that woke me up. So I immediately <laughs> did the brakes. I'm like, Oh my God. Fine. So yeah, that car was totaled. I got into an accident in the car I had in high school, which was a 1976 Buick Skylark, the Brown Hornet, as we called it. <laughs> and uh, I, it was minor. I just demolished somebody's mailbox 
because we were trying to spin out on the aforementioned dirt road. <laughs> but I hope that my mom never listens to this podcast because to this day, she believes that I hit that mailbox because I was swerving to avoid a bunny. <laughs> oh my God. That is the perfect story too. <laughs> I, I couldn't hit the bunny. She was so mad. She was like, you don't do that. You don't swerve to avoid a bunny. If it's going to put you in danger. And I'm like, I learned my lesson, mom. Yeah, next time I will kill the animals. I will kill them all. Uh, um, all right, so back in the movie, uh, Daniel gives Allie instructions on how to start the car, and I went online, of course, to make sure that his instructions were correct. Yes, you have to turn the key and then push the button. <laughs> that turns yeah. to now, this is what? This is clearly a manual car, right? And she said she can she could drive stick with his mom yep. the other night. Yep. So I mean, that's, that's another reason why he trusts her with it. It's like she right. she knew how to drive stick, which is great because you would think like her parents were hoity-toities and they would just have like automatic Mercedes-Benzes or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. Or like a chauffeur situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she has her own car, so, um, but we don't really see it. There, there's one that's parked in the driveway when Daniel goes to pick her up with his mom, but, and I just kind of assume it's hers, but. What's it look like? I didn't notice it. Uh, I can't remember. Right. I, th I think right. it was a Mercedes. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So questions. Uh, how did Daniel know how to drive this car in the first place? I'm assuming maybe he test drove it. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. He kind of gets in the car and, you know, uh, the, the fact that it's a push button car, like there's no mention of that before he takes off from Miyagi's. He just kind of instinctively knows how to do it. <laughs> so um, I, had to, I had to assume him and Miyagi, like there was a, somewhere in that montage, there has to be a, a, a scene where like they drove the car around the court, around the block and Miyagi's telling him and teaching him something as he's driving. And, you know, a lesson was learned in somewhere, all that. Yeah, it's interesting. He gets his license like off camera where that could have been, I mean, actually in the original script, that was a, a part of not Miyagi's training, but he did um, train with his mother a little bit um, in some scenes that were cut. Okay. But then again, like he drove the truck and Miyagi's like, yeah, I don't got a license either. And so he's like, all right, we're just two guys without licenses. Let's drive. And then of course you remember how he drove that truck. <laughs> it doesn't really yeah, inspire he... confidence that he's going to pass some driver's test. Yeah. That, yeah. He didn't know how to drive that work truck. No way. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now getting to, uh, just, to, just cause I'm such a linear person, I'm sorry to hold off the question, Jeff, but why does, uh, why does Daniel let Allie drive? Like, does, does it, does he know how good of a driver she is? Like, does she know, does he know that she has a driver's license? Um, th that, that's a big question, but I actually discovered an answer <laughs> and it was while I was, uh, while I was researching Daniel's ability to transfer his Jersey learner's permit to then get a California driver's license in the span of three months. Complete fiction, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I also discovered that Daniel might have a secret motive uh, to handing the keys to Allie. The, the motive is, okay, so you as a driver uh, cannot transport pan passengers under 20 in the first year of having your driver's license unless uh, they've had their driver's license for over a year. So therefore, since Daniel has had his license for maybe a day, he cannot legally transport Allie. But if Allie 
had her license for longer than a year. Allie can easily train, drive Daniel. <laughs> so, he, so he's like, it's like he's handing her the keys and being like, listen, I can't drive you, but legally you can drive me. So <laughs> drive my car. <laughs> wow. All right. No, I, no, actually that, that, that checks out. I mean, like I said, we, I mean, if you want, we could do it. We'll have a conversation about Jersey. Now I said, obviously I'm talking modern Jersey licenses, which is, I, which I believe are probably one of the more complicated ones because you have to have the six point identification to get your license updated. And, oh, wow. and the six points is you have to bring um, six, six points of identification. Uh, your, if you already have a driver's license, like from a previous year that needs to get updated, that's two points. Uh, your birth certificate's a point. Uh, bank certificate's a point. Uh, if you have a passport, that's like two points. So you need like a certain amount of points uh, to to oh. to bring that to the DMV, so it's like a whole paperwork thing. Right. Um, now I, I, like that, with the- I like that they're kind of weighted. It's very like D and D, like yes, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like passport. Oh, like, that's a D eight. Yeah, <laughs> it forces the person that's getting their license updated or whatever it is. It forces them to have to bring those other points of identification that that you are a person. Um, to get your license now obviously with the pandemic i don't know what they've been up to or doing like i mean really i just like they just said here's you know give us some money and here's your like updated license i said okay and i just sent the mail and i got one and you know that's like okay it's fine so it's a pandemic no, this is 1984 what are you talking about 1984 <laughs> baby there's no pandemic yeah. cold war is still active <laughs> cold war yeah but back to your question robin yeah so I, I I was asking the question myself hmm. and and I think that you that the whole license issue that that tracks as something for us basically to just shoehorn in as an explanation <laughs> but just looking at it from the character's perspective yeah I the what pointed me towards an explanation is what you said earlier about Allie being you know, she's like, she's really crazy for cars. So, so I'm just guessing Daniel thought like, Hey, this would be really fun for her if she got to drive it. Right. I, I, I had a hard time relating as I do have a hard time relating to reckless teenagers in general, because (laughs) putting myself in her shoes, someone shows up with this fancy, vintage immaculate car and i'd say like hey good for you that's a sweet car do you want to drive it heck no (laughs) i I, i'm worried that i'm gonna bang up your beautiful banana boat so right that's that's why it seems strange to me but clearly she was like oh this is the ultimate la-di-da this is so awesome so I mean, Daniel's instinct was right. It's just, it's hard to relate to. I, I honestly think the reason is, is because when they were at here, they're at the golf course the last time, everybody wanted her in their car as like, kind of like a, hey, I got Allie in my car kind of situation. Almost as like a, a passenger trophy. But yeah. he But he looks at her as like, no, you're a nice girl and you've, accepted me that and like you know that like we're getting we're getting our act back together that we uh, we see each other as a good couple and yeah like i said i trust you and that's why he gives her the that you drive the car you drive me around like i trust you to do that i'll be 
I'll be your passenger, you know? You take the wheel. Rather than Is like, anybody else hearing Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by <laughs> Billy Ocean in their head right now? Is that just me? I stopped no. myself from singing it, so... <laughs> I did, though, so it's okay. No, it's, it's, a, God, it's a good hit. I heard that at the work the other day, and I was banging along to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy Ocean's got some, got some great... Great songs. <laughs> uh, one last note about the golf and stuff before we leave it forever. <laughs> Sad, man. Um, I noted uh, when Daniel drove in how the crew did a great job dressing the place up for Christmas. However, as Daniel and Allie are driving out, I, you can see on the top of the revolving golf and stuff sign that there's this big plastic Santa. And I was like, well, that's a bit extreme for set dressing a parking lot. Like you get a huge Santa all the way up on top of the signs. And then I looked at the filming dates and they filmed from Halloween 1983 and wrap production on December 16th, 1983. So all the Christmas decoration is probably not the set de- decorator. It's probably just there because it's Christmas time. <laughs> they just they just sent somebody up. Hey, uh, Gary, I need you to put the giant Santa above the rotating platform. Well, can you turn the power off of the rotating platform? No, I need you to get it and put the Santa up there. <laughs> it's like lit up and everything, you know? <laughs> I, need to, I need you to turn off the rotating. I'm sorry, I'm going to need you to put that, that Santa up there. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, uh, doing some quick math, uh, you know, between the dates, that means that filming of The Karate Kid was just 46 days. It just kind of blows me away that such an iconic film could be shot in a, just a little over six weeks. But, you know, I guess a lot of films are shot like that. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no special effects. There's no big explosions. It's yeah. a lot of it's like quiet, learning, contemplative scenes. I'm sure like, I'm sure like probably 10 days, I would say 10 days is probably for the, the tournament scenes because of all the extras and all like the yeah. things they had to organize in a room. But you're right, a lot of it's just like Daniel's mom, Daniel and Allie, Daniel and, and Mr. Miyagi. Easy, you know, two person scenes. Right. So anything left for golf and stuff before we leave it, guys? I mean, it reminds me uh, of childhood. I mean, if you want, I can go down a memory lane there, but I feel like I should, I'll save that for like a therapy session, if anything. <laughs> it's like, God, yeah. I, you I'm already like, processed I the whole, uh, the, the whole uh, like debacle. What was the movie? I'm thinking Crimes and Misdemeanors, but. <laughs> I, how do we get from Karate Kid to William? No, <laughs> the movie that you went to. Before Public you enemies? wrecked your car. Public enemies. Public Michael enemies, Mann, yes. Public enemies with Johnny Depp, <laughs> yes. Any questions? Do you have any questions? I'll answer any questions about that traumatic event, yeah. What a, what a weekend, everybody. What a weekend. <laughs> what a weekend. All right, so now we head to December 19th, and I just wanted to mention to our audience, we will be spending the next six, speaking of six weeks, we'll be spending the next six weeks talking about this one day. So buckle up. (laughs) This is the day, man. This is the day where everything changes. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, one deleted scene we discussed already uh, when we did our roundup of, uh, you know, extra Lucille scenes that didn't make it in um, was uh, actually took place the night before. Uh, after this whole, you know, drive away with Allie, uh, he goes and drops Allie off and then he goes home and he's trying to wake his mom up to sign the registration form without her like reading it, like while she's half asleep. <laughs> and, cause he has, she has, she still has no idea. He's been, com- he's been practicing karate all this time and he's now going to be competing in a huge karate tournament. So 
as, she as we doesn't know over, about it. That's no so idea. weird. <laughs> like, I, I know you and I talked about this when I was last on about like him and his mom because they were having that argument and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, you know, she goes away for a lot of the second act. And I don't really know, like, does this computer job, this manager job, like while she's doing this waitress job, like it's all working out for her. Like, I kind of <laughs> want to know more about that. And then, and then you're telling me that like, she doesn't even know that he, like he goes on hours on end, like away from her, away from the apartment, just cleaning and painting and learning yeah. karate lessons. So yeah, when she figures out what he's trying to make her sign, because he's just like, oh, it's just something for school, you know. Yeah. She balls up the registration form and throws it, <laughs> and oh. and so in the rehearsal footage, um, uh, that we you can see on YouTube, they they shot the whole movie. Uh, all the way through uh, as a rehearsal and then shot it for real. Uh, in the rehearsal footage, you can actually see the the official uh, starting the scene complaining about how wrinkled the registration form is and asking Daniel, like, did you sleep on this? <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, one thing I didn't mention when I mentioned that scene back in a minute that so you guys weren't a part of, but I'm just telling the audience who's been listening along, hopefully. Uh, uh, Lucille uh, got Daniel a present it was a new wallet with a $20 bill inside that was for his birthday. And, uh, this previous version of the script, uh, with all the extra scenes in it mentions how guilty he feels about what he's going to need to do now, which is forge her signature. <laughs> so, Oof. I mean, that's a real, yeah. Cause like he's with Mr. Miyagi and he gives him like, he get, you know, bakes him this cake, gives him, you know, the car keys yeah. and the gi. And he goes, oh, I got to go see my mom. And I don't think we we don't see that scene. Like, we just nope. don't see it. And it kind of stinks because I think, like, we needed a scene with his mom. Yeah, um, she, she says in that deleted scene, like, cake's in the fridge. Because like, she had a cake ready for him and everything. Oh, so he's God just, like, bless sitting her. There, he's sitting there moping in the kitchen, eating his cake by himself and looking at this wrinkled registration form and this brand new wallet with a t fresh new $20 bill in it. That should be re-added. I'm sorry. That should be I, the, the yeah. new Cobra Kai cut. I think should add that because like, I just feel like the first act is so much him and his mom. I just don't like the fact that it gets dropped. It's like, you can have the Mr. Miyagi because, Oh my God, dude, I was like an emotional wreck. When Mr. Miyagi, because I I don't remember, I didn't remember the the, the the scene where him and like it's the it's the anniversary of like him getting the letter that yeah. like his wife and kid died. I was like, oh God, I was I'm not ready for this. Those so were a heavy like, heavy couple of weeks. Heavy, of yeah, podcast. heavy couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> I, I God bless your audience and all, but like I wanted another because like yeah, his mom just kind of pops, or you're gonna see her pop up in a couple of weeks. She's like all of a sudden in the middle of the of the scene next <laughs> to Allie. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, there she is. Yep, she just <laughs> so shows weird. up. She shows up, and there's no discussion about it. <laughs> like, yeah. where you been? <laughs> and I just say like they gotta add. I'm sorry, they gotta re-add her in the cut. They gotta add a little bit more of the, the, the Lucille. Yeah, and I think that cake scene. I think it's a great scene where it just like kind of I don't know breaks it down a little bit more of just like yeah. Daniel's still trying to get his life together. So trying to balance it all. Balance, baby, balance. Balance. It's all about there balance. We go. All we about brought the balance. it back to the theme. <laughs> like a pro. God damn, I'm good. All right. So we're back to the <laughs> registration scene. And the official asks what belt Daniel has. And Daniel kind of stammers and Miyagi's like, well, why does it matter? And the official says basically it's, you know, you gotta you gotta be, have a brown belt or or above to compete. So Miyagi goes ahead and lies and says that Daniel has a black belt. 
Uh, I will say there's an unfortunate thing about the early version of the script where uh, the line that Miyagi says in the script is, boy, brack belt, <laughs> as if <laughs> they're just like uh, uh, trying to have the words in, speak in broken Japanese English. It's I, I just don't like it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> so I'm glad that yeah, uh, Pat Murray just says boy, black belt. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's over the line. There's a, there's a few, there's a few things where uh, there's a, there's, you know, everybody's heard this already from, from the podcast, but um, there's a whole thing where uh, Miyagi, uh, Lucille comes down and sees Miyagi uh, with Daniel and the bonsai, that, that whole scene. And what <laughs> Daniel starts like talking like Miyagi <laughs> In the original script and and then it like and then he stops but it's just like really awkward <laughs> first I'm like what yes thank you for cutting this part <laughs> um all right so yeah daniel's looking super nervous he's jittery it's it's the tournament he's and and kind of goes right along with the whole uh yeah yeah black belt sure <laughs> uh and uh the official says okay you better hustle they're starting down the hall to your left and then daniel of course says do wait, go right, then left. And then the old lady pops back up and says, no, left, then right. <laughs> and inside of the left. <laughs> I, okay. So I know you're about to, you're about to bring this up, but I want to bring it. I want to beat you to it. Go this ahead. introduces my favorite thing of Ali and Miyagi running a con. I just love this. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Ali is picking up immediately what Mr. Miyagi's putting down. I love it. Yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, like he grabs her arm. He's just doing a little bit like, oh, I'm just a, oh, I'm just a dumb little Japanese man. I don't know what's going on. And yeah. I need you to correct my name. Meanwhile, he's just like taking the black belt pad. I loved it. I love him <laughs> being just, oh, I'm just a, I'm just an immigrant man. I don't know what's going on. And, I, and just like, oh, I need you to, Mr. Ref, if you could, I love it. And just yeah. like, just, I love just the little, the little grift. I'm just grabbing the black belt, pocketing it to her, and she knows exactly what's going on. I just loved it. I was like, Ali Miyagi, they're on the same wavelength immediately. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, this is is this the first time? Yeah, this is the first time Ali's met Miyagi. Exactly, and she's this immediately she... picking up his tone. I love it. Well, she's cool like that. She was she's she so was cool. she ran right with it when she got into the station wagon with Lucille. She was immediately friendly, and you know, she's just a cool chick. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, yeah, she, she's I'm the gonna, California girl. Yeah. Gonna, you know what? I'm going to put on record. I'm going to put Allie up there with Kim Wexler from Breaking, uh, not Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul. Where it's like, <laughs> ride or die, gal. If she's if she's with you in the ride, like she's there, ride or die. Especially like, if it's a cool car. Dude. And it's just, oh my God. <laughs> to the audience that has not seen Better Call Saul, A, you're missing out. B, Rhea Seahorn as, as Kim Wexler is like one of the best like female characters I've seen like in a drama, like uh, just, just, uh, just so well-written. I love it. Um, Oh, uh, my, I think my last note is like, they're late. You know, this is the most important day of Daniel's life. And <laughs> like, I would be sitting in my car in the parking lot for like two hours before this even thing, this thing even opened. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Miyagi gets up to go fishing early. So it's not like anyone's a late sleeper. So you're right. Like, what yeah? Where, where was everybody this morning? <laughs> well, yeah. Did Miyagi hold like go fishing that morning? Hold everybody up, or what happened? Like, did did 
you know, was was Allie late? You know, was Dan did Daniel oversleep? No idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this minute. Um, I definitely want to ask our Monday question to Jarf since he hasn't been on here before. Yeah, Jarf. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you taking that tone with me, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Get him. You guys gonna fight? This is to be awesome for our podcast. <laughs> fight. We need a good fight on this podcast. <laughs> when did you first see the Karate Kid? So I first saw the Karate Kid in the '80s uh, when I was a kid myself, and oh, cool. I, I, I was really into the training sequences. And I was at the same time very, very obsessed with the arcade game karate champ nice okay <laughs> so uh, all of those things are are really tied up in in my memory um but um i i being a kid of the 80s i was a little young when this came out so it was really karate kid 2 that i was like the perfect age to be uh, all in with so that's that's the one that i tend to remember the most and I'm looking yeah. forward to you're gonna cover Karate Kid too with the podcast too, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going all the way through through the swank here. <laughs> so, awesome. Um cool. Well, uh all right. Well, uh we better hustle if we want to get to the tournament by Wednesday. Uh <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. Uh would you like to come back on Wednesday for another karate kid minute? Oh my oh, yeah, god, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is the part where you guys get to plug uh, where people can find you. You want to start, Jarf? Sure. Um, you mentioned Joe versus the Minute. That's my completed podcast that I did with Tierney covering Joe versus the Volcano. And then coming up, I'm covering Dazed and Confused, but I'm going to do it one song at a time. Ah. And start <laughs> recording that in march of 2021 and i'm going to start releasing episodes uh, in the fall of 2021 and robin you've already uh, raised your hand uh, to be a guest uh, so yes. listeners um you can you can hear that's uh, one of your hosts talking about dazed and confused um, and uh, that something that you can follow on instagram at dazed confused 33. Cool. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, Dave? Hey, if you like hey. comic book movies, hey, first of all, hi, hey. hi, hi. Uh, no, if you like comic book movies, uh, I cover the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men. And I'm over at the Lakeside Diners Club where we talk all about Mystery Men comic book movies and, and our favorite diner platters. So, yeah, come on over and let's just like have fun in the 90s. I know we're having fun in the 80s, and God bless it. I feel like if you want to have fun in the late 90s about comic book movies that were like dumb and silly, we didn't know that Marvel was going to kick all our asses. Um, <laughs> come on over. Five minutes of mystery. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys again for joining us. And uh, oh, I can't say goodbye to Matt. He's not here. Uh, if you're listening, bye, Matt. Bye, uh, Matt. <laughs> and until next time. Hey, it's the 80s. Yeah.